good day to all i am today going to speak in a very broad sense about the very nature of existence as to what is this creation all about where the human society is heading what is its future is there any aim for human existence and what light does the perennial religions of the east like hinduism buddhism taoism etc throw on such matters let me clarify in the very beginning that what i speak is mainly from the intellectual domain not from the experiential domain be as it may i'm going to present a collection of facts that i have accumulated by reading various books and hearing to various discourses and thinking about them logically let me mention in the very beginning that logical thinking has severe limitations and therefore without the power of experience all logic is dry and does not have the power to illumine the mind anyway let us begin by asking some fundamental and important questions in fact modern science is coming to a view that there is nothing fundamental about anything but still let me ask a few questions nevertheless what is the purpose of creation what is the purpose of man in this creation what is the purpose of human society as such what role does man have if at all any in this creation as far as this earth is concerned what does earth matter and what role does earth have in the larger scheme of things let us first of all recognize that the universe as we know is very vast and huge sanatan dharma calls this as brihat very vast ever expanding modern science acknowledges the fact that there are billions of galaxies not one or two but billions of galaxies that each galaxy for example the galaxy that we live in is the so called milky way each galaxy has hundreds and thousands of solar systems and each solar system has so many planets and other heavenly bodies about which we know very little and the earth that we inhabit is therefore a microscopic dust in this universe and in the earth itself is so huge and vast and this earth is inhabited by all kinds of species all kinds of objects which we classify as animate and inanimate the so called living and the so called non living and human being the most of the latest species called homo sapiens of which we are a part forms only a, almost a negligible fraction of what we call as the manifested world so therefore among these billion, millions and millions of human beings you and me are a tiny speck so therefore in relation to the vast cosmos the human being is simply nothing we are nothing we came out of probably out of nothing and we are going to go into nothing so this is the essence as far as the physicality of the human being is concerned so physically we are very little 
we are almost negligible if tomorrow somebody erases the human being out of this earth nobody will make out a difference tomorrow if the earth itself disappears the cosmos or the universe will not find any difference tomorrow if our solar system disappears our milky way will not find any difference tomorrow tomorrow if our milky way itself vanishes the cosmos will not bat an eyelid so therefore let us first of all acknowledge that we are very 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 small and what we know about ourselves both as an individual as a species as as a planet is very little our understanding is completely warped topsy-turvy limited groping and full of full of questions more than answers modern science is very infantile and if you look at the evolution of modern science it is hardly about 300 to 350 years old so therefore to understand everything about anything using modern science is like a small kid maybe even a baby who is taking small steps trying to measure the earth it is impossible it is full of limitations and shortcomings and therefore one has to acknowledge that modern science knows very little and what is unknown is probably 99% and what is known is probably even 1% i am being extremely liberal with numbers so therefore what we don't know in terms of modern science is definitely more significant than what we know in fact we need not be very much disappointed with this conclusion what we don't know is actually more important than what we know because only when you acknowledge the fact that you do not know you will move in the direction of knowing the moment we assume that man is something big that his intellect is very big he is superior to all the other creatures on this earth then man will start acting in a very foolish way that is exactly what has happened in the last 300 350 years where man has assumed that he is at the center of creation that everything was created for him luckily not by him but for him for his utility for his control for his well being and therefore the human society has taken a very anthropomorphic a human centric view and therefore we took a view that everything the physical nature of things is for serving man i am using the word man and not human being because again man thought that he is superior to woman and therefore the male principle dominated the female principle and we see a huge imbalance in the society that we have created in the last 300 350 years what kind of society have we created remember that all the scientific advancement the technological advancement took place in the last century it was in the 20th century that we have created all the toys and the gizmos that we are playing with today 
so therefore the physical advancements have happened in the last century the theoretical advancements which led to these discoveries and inventions took place in the 19th century and the philosophical groundwork to that was hatched a century or two ago and what kind of philosophy drove the scientists and philosophers of those days clearly a distinction was drawn between mind and matter it was thought that the physical world is outside the mental world and that the physical world is an absolute entity it is unchanging or even if it changes all such changes can be measured and captured in mathematical formulas and equations therefore rene descartes the famous mathematician philosopher declared cognito ergo sum he says i think therefore i am so this cartesian division was at the forefront of all scientific thought in the 17th and 18th centuries physical world was assumed to be outside our own self a huge gap or a vacuum was created between what we are and what we perceive and therefore the sense organs were put at the forefront of perception what we know what we realize through sense organs is assumed to be the truth and what we cannot know through the sense organs is relegated into the realm of speculation and since religions are supposed to be speculative they are called as speculative sciences or metaphysics and therefore all religions are supposed to be simply theories psychological in nature which have no physical counterpart and therefore a scientist is supposed to look at the philosophical questions with lot of doubts and skepticism this was not always the case but we must respect this school of thought which emerged out of a very narrow view of things taken by the christian world the christianity did not accept logic and reason and therefore logic and reason did not accept christianity so modern science which lays so much of emphasis on reason and logic could not find anything worthwhile in religion and when they use the word religion you must say they are referring to christianity this of course they naturally extended to eastern schools of thought but this is all in the past and modern science has moved leaps and bounds and today european countries and the american society has moved in the direction of eastern mysticism they acknowledge the spiritual domain of the east they acknowledge that the east has perception which is far more deeper and intimate compared to modern science and they also acknowledge the scientists today that the east probably can answer the puzzles of nature that modern science has not been able to answer and so therefore in the last 70 to 80 years we have seen alternate schools of thought emerging both within the scientific community and outside these thoughts 
have different labels and names but they underline a deep ecological view of the world where man and the manifested physical world are not separate but they are two parts of the same entity where they realize a basic unity and harmony in the manifestation where they underline a cosmic unity of things ecology is today considered an indispensable part of any science be it be architecture engineering biology mathematics physics chemistry and so therefore every aspect or even economy every aspect of human activity is supposed to take an ecological view which means that whatever we do affects our environment and whatever happens to the environment in turn affects us so therefore there is a synergic relationship between what we do and what we are what we are is a result of what is around us and what is around us is a result of what we are and what we do in fact modern science is coming to the view that doing and being are not different that karma which is action and sat which is existence and consciousness are not separate we both perceive and do at the same time so therefore action and perception are not two different things anyway let us right now not slip into words and terms which are very vague let us stick to what is very concrete so we realize today that human being is a very small speck in the grand scheme of things now the eastern view of sanatan dharma or the eternal dharma of the east always had this view that man is not at the center of creation rather our rishis have acknowledged that creation is vast brahat it is of the nature of truth satyam and there is a rhythm okay a rhythm of english which is called rhythm in sanskrit which controls and manipulates all that manifests and all that does not manifest now when a physical view of things was taken in the last 2 to 3 centuries it is quite natural that everything physical was put at the forefront of the scheme of things and therefore economy became the focal point of all human activities so the human society became economy driven money minded if you were to say materialistic if you were to say now there is nothing wrong with being materialistic or economy driven after all we have to live and in order to live we need things and in order to produce things we need technology we need a system we need to buy we need to sell we need to discuss debate transact so all transactions are required and with the growing human population with the shape that the human society is taking it is inevitable that we need to produce more we need to produce together and we need to share and so therefore what has happened in the last 50 to 70 years is actually acknowledging the large ecological view that we are indispensable to each other even as human beings and societies 
However, the problem does not arise simply because we require things, we require physical things. The problem arises because we assume that we achieve progress only by producing certain things. When happiness is measured in terms of progress and when this progress itself is measured in terms of a certain physical well-being, a physical comfort, then we will always go in the wrong direction. We must acknowledge that today, as Sadhguru Jaggi Vasudev keeps on repeating in his ubiquitous YouTube videos, that perhaps the human society today is the most well-organized in terms of technology and in terms of well physical well-being. Right from our birth to our death, perhaps human society has had never these kinds of comforts and physical apparatus that make our life very easy, at least physically speaking. Yet, this very physical comfort that our technology has created has parallelly created a huge psychological vacuum, an emotional vacuum, a mental vacuum and a spiritual vacuum which we are unable to fill. So therefore, when there is a huge imbalance where other aspects of life are ignored and only the physical aspects of life are put at the forefront, we arrive at a society as we are today where things have misplaced priorities. So therefore, the solution to this is not by rejecting and forsaking anything, but simply by deepening and broadening things to set the balance right, to acknowledge the fact that man, in fact all manifestation is not just physical, that there is a manifestation beyond the physical, that there are aspects which cater to the larger consciousness and to cater to this larger consciousness we need to become aware of other aspects of life other aspects of creation this has always been acknowledged in sanatana dharma where even at the fundamental level we talk about three realms of existence buhu bhuvaha suvaha buhu talks about the physical manifestation Bhuvaha about the mid-world, about which I am going to elaborate, and Subaha about the mental realm. The physical and the mental are connected by the mid-world, which represents the prana shakti or the dynamical nature of things. In modern scientific terms, we can probably say that the physical body and the mental apparatus are bound by a nervous system and therefore Bhuh, Bhuvaha and Suvaha together constitute an entity. Of course, the Hindu rishis talk about higher levels of existence like the Vignana or the Supermind and then the Janoloka, Tapoloka and Satyaloka which are higher realms of consciousness about which we don't want to get into today. But the point that I am trying to make is this, that as long as we stick only to the physical world, 
there is bound to be duality there is bound to be opposites and where there are opposites there is bound to be disaffection sorrow suffering now you should understand that any physical perception is a relative perception world as such is a world it is not the world the world out there that you and me perceive is not an absolute world modern physics has come to this conclusion almost 60 70 years ago perhaps 80 90 years ago and a similar view is being arrived at in biology in cognitive science perhaps even in mathematical sciences just to give an example look at a tree the perception of what i call as a tree perhaps the same as far as you and me is concerned so if you and me are given a piece of paper and pencil we will draw perhaps a similar physical object of what a tree is but if the same pencil and paper were to be given to let us say an ant and if he were able to draw a tree his image of a tree will be totally different if i were to ask a bird to draw a tree his perception of tree will be totally different so therefore even what we call as the physical world is not an absolute entity nothing is absolute everything is relative and so therefore modern physics has clearly made us understand that there is no objective world that both the subject and the object are interlinked the measurement depends on the subject or the system of measurement and therefore please understand that the measurement is not an absolute measurement it is only a relative measurement and hence the world that we perceive is not the world but a world and when therefore the world that you perceive and the world that i perceive are different there is naturally going to be a difference and debate between you and me my perception and your perception are not going to be the same the world that i perceive is actually an extraction based on my mental makeup which our rishis have called as samskaras so therefore i extract certain things and i leave that world this extraction in turn creates a memory in me which again becomes the seed form of samskaras for my future perception and so in this way i keep on extracting a small part of the world even the physical world which keeps on creating samskaras which leads me in a given direction so therefore all dualities all opposites are a mental creation i select one reject another i reject one select another by selecting and rejecting what i am doing is creating different worlds or a world and therefore there is no fundamental reality as i mentioned in the very beginning the fundamental existence is only in the mind nothing is fundamental all that we know is an evolving cosmos and therefore if in this hour of crisis we sit back and try to know that which is and that which is not and that intelligence from that 
from which all has manifested and that which is still beyond this manifestation i think will be doing a great service to mankind i know today i have spoken in a very broad and perhaps even a mumbo jumbo way and some of you may think that this fellow is only beating around the bush in the times to come we will take up certain specific aspects of reality described by the various mantras of the vedas but before we enter into specific discussions we must definitely have a broad background as to what vedas are and what vedic mantras are supposed to mean to us this we will take up some other day thank you for your patience i hope you can close your eyes and try to realize who you are that i believe is the center of human future thank you